When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA SafePilot, you'll feel like a big deal. Even in a traffic jam. Save up to 30% with USAA SafePilot. Restrictions apply. Welcome to episode five of Prince Kai Fan Pod. How are you today, Becca? I'm good, Bethany. How are you? Good. Are you ready for this? I am ready for this. Um, Just a reminder, we're only doing one chapter per episode for now. So this is just covering chapter seven. Um, And we don't have any updates for anyone, so we'll just get right oh, into it. Yeah, we got Chapter 7 and Cinder. Um, Bethany is going to be doing more live videos on Instagram in the future, so keep watching yes, for those. I had a lot of fun with those, so I'm going to maybe do one like once a week or something. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get right into it, because in the last chapter, um, Cinder collapses because the red warning lights are flashing and in an act of cyborg self-preservation her brain forced her to shut down this is why i love marissa meyer yes like the end and the beginning of every chapter is always so huge this we leave on this dramatic cliffhanger for our anxiety It's just through the roof. Uh, my anxiety and my nerves are just pounding. And then all of a sudden, it's a new perspective from a character we've never met before. Yeah, we have this completely new <laughs> setting, this new person yeah. we're meeting. And she does this so well. I don't think it's a spoiler, but this is a writing technique that she uses that I just love so much. And then she bounces between different perspectives. So we get to see the story from all these different angles and all these different insights. And this, this is what sets her apart from other writers. This is one of the things I genuinely Uh enjoy about her writing. Well, to be fair, the Babysitter's Club books did the same thing, just not as well. Oh, yeah. Um, they <laughs> Every single chapter was a different babysitter. Well, there's yeah, plenty, this reminds me of. There's plenty of books that do it. But, but she just does it good. She does it so well. Well, that, and it's not very common in young adult, especially a young adult series. Okay. Like, if you think about, for example, The Hunger Games, uh-huh. all through Katniss's perspective. Harry Potter, other than like the one or two chapters, you know, like with the Riddle House and in the beginning of book six, it's all through Harry's perspective. It's not very common. Yeah. And when Divergent did it, mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil that for anybody who hasn't read those yet. So don't listen for the next few minutes. <laughs> okay. So when they did it in the last book, I was so angry. I didn't even finish the last book. I loved the ending to that series. Really? Maybe I oh, should yeah. go back to it. She, I read all the books when they came out, so I read them all in one weekend. That girl yeah. was reckless with her life. I was not at I all know, shocked that she died. I loved that it felt realistic and genuine. There are a ton of fanfic 
alternate endings online if you want to look them up. <laughs> because I had, a, I had a friend who said that she looked up a fanfic uh, ending that she liked better, and that's the only ending that she allows now. So, but uh, yeah, okay. I, I agree. We didn't get an alternate in, uh, perspective for that until the main character couldn't give a perspective anymore. Right. Yeah, I'm just bitter because I just didn't want that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're coming back the divergent spoiler moment is gone uh, yes. okay. <laughs> we'll have to um, if we can figure out how to um, drop in like time codes or, or put it in the show notes like the I time codes, like, am still learning the whole show notes thing but I will try okay, okay. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to learn the editing thing so if I can figure out how to put in like a little cut in to be like if you don't want spoils skip ahead blah 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 <laughs> we'll see if we can figure it out we'll see how sophisticated we get with our podcasting skills yeah um, so anyway we have the doctor yes there are there are other offers uh, there are other authors that use this writing technique as well but I genuinely think that the way that she does it is just very well crafted it is yeah it is. and it's an excellent storytelling literary device uh -huh. so dr Aaron, yeah we're just dropped right into him um i want to mention something that's always been weird to me there is no mention i looked twice as i've said before i read the chapter and take notes and then right before we record i read the chapter again there is uh -huh. no mention of an accent whatsoever in the audiobooks he has like a very vague European accent for some reason and I know I have no idea why did you get any vibes of an accent being a first-time reader with the name Dimitri I okay. assumed he was Eastern European okay is that the accent sort of that they have well is it Eastern European or is it yeah I don't know I'm not good at like recognizing accents so let me find something to say in the accent, and I'll try to mimic it. Yes, but if we don't give him anything, the treasury will wonder what we're, what we're doing down here. Now, give oh, him a placebo yeah. and submit a report so he can be on his way. So it's something like that. Yeah, yeah that's a Dimitri. That's, yeah, that's Eastern European. That's like Russia or... Or, or a similar type of country. Yeah, with the name Dimitri. Um, they just, and I'm not necessarily the best at mimicking accents, so I, I apologize if anyone heard that and got cringy. <laughs> but <laughs> I, it just always confused me since there wasn't a description of an accent, why the audiobook yeah. would put an emphasis on it. I do enjoy, um, I think her name is Rebecca Solaire, and she does the audiobooks for this, for Heartless, and for the Renegade series, and I, I think she's a very gifted audiobook um, actress. Is it considered an actress or narrator? Um, I'm a voice actor, yeah, yeah, a voice actor. Um, and so I like the voice that she uses for this character. I like the tone. I just always wondered where the accent uh, came from. So if you're reading this and you've never read the audiobooks, that's the interpretation that I have specifically because I've listened to the audiobooks like two or three times. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dr. Dimitri Erland. Yes. 
Okay. What's your impression of this doctor since you're just meeting him? I don't know what is going on. This whole (laughs) doctor, I'm like, what's the deal with this dude? Yeah. I, I, I don't know yet. I really don't know. He's, um, Channery's little devil mentioned that she was excited. Uh, you can follow her on Instagram. She has sent us a question and a review. So, um, you can follow her on Instagram at Channery's little devil. And she mentioned that this is one of her favorite characters. So maybe keep an eye on him. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to know. On you. Yeah. I'm definitely interested. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't understand what is his fascination with little girls. What is the deal? <laughs> I don't think that he, he's not actually giving me pedophile vibes, but like, it's a little weird. I did, I did put in my notes that his assistant yeah. thinks he's a perv, so. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know yet what the deal is with this percentage of cyborgness. Yeah. I don't know how this placebo so, business works. How is this study set up? Yeah, let's let's get into it. Let's talk about where when we walk in, he's examining the records of what looks like his new draft victim. I don't care if they use the word. Um, I think they use draft volunteer and stuff. It's a victim. Uh, they yeah. didn't they didn't walk in all happy about it. It's a victim. Um, it's a thirty two year old male who is potentially a single father. It sounds like it. Unemployed yeah. spouse. And he's only six something percent cyborg. Um, but, but that after a debilitating work related accident and he no came doubt from, I wanted to point out he came from Tokyo, Japan like Tokyo, which is we know yeah. currently Japan. On our world map right now, the top the topography that we're in, he that's Tokyo's in Japan. So we found out earlier that the Eastern Commonwealth stretched, you know, to areas in in Southern Asia like India and Mumbai, but we're also far east in Japanese islands. Yeah, how big is this empire? I'm really assuming that it is all of Asia. Do we think that do we think that there are any parts of Russia in it then? Because Russia and like Russia is kind of its own continent for crying out loud. Well, it's huge, but Russia I mean, part of Russia is considered Asia. Much, much of Russia is considered Asia, and there's well, only actually, just a small part in Europe, right? Yeah. Did you know that the United States is one of the few people that think Europe and Asia are two different uh, continents. Uh, a lot of European countries, I found this out in my geography class, they oh. refer to it as Euro-Asia. Okay. And it's just one giant continent. That's interesting. I actually was not aware of that, but it makes sense because it always confused me as a child, like in school, because it's all the other continents, like, yeah, like the way that they draw the line, because this is turning into Geography 101. Um, but yeah, I learned in my geography class that it's called Euro-Asia in a lot of mm-hmm. European and Asian countries. Um, and it's like E-U-R-O hyphen Asia. And it's just considered one large continent. Hmm. Which like tectonically, is that 
more accurate because the Ural Mountains are what divide it, right? I think so, but so um, like the Ural Mountains includes like it's, it's the Himalayas, right? I, I don't want to like say anything completely stupid, but <laughs> like, but okay, so like, Europe being separate from Asia seems like, as far as like tectonic plates and landmass and all of that, seems to me like if we considered anything west of the Rockies to be a separate continent from east of the Rockies like I think that's a really good mirror and so I agree I don't even know why it is a different co maybe just because it's so big and there's too many different um yeah. cultures to represent but anyways this oh, place is huge it is well oh and also though like I was never clear on like the Middle East or whatever that's part of Asia according to my elementary school geography teachers so according to mine, it's part of Europe. Yeah, see, there's gray area. But there are some Middle East that's, you know, part of uh, Africa, like Egypt, for example. So, yeah, true. Well, and then, like, Turkey is, like, both, right? Because there's, yeah, like... Turkey's, like, right on the border between Europe and Asia. Same and as there's, Russia. like, the Christian part of Turkey, and then there's, like, the... Um, I don't want to use the wrong words and let my ignorance show. Is it like the Arab half of Turkey? Is that the word? Um, no, there, there's a specific religion, um, like sect. That lives in like the other half of Turkey. Sunni. Sunni. Oh, well, that's Muslim. That's, that's a yes, but I but there's a specific but that I didn't want to say Muslim because I know that in that particular part, again, I'm speaking on behalf of my own education. I could Islamic easily Islamic was the word that I was looking for. Thank you. There we go. Oh <laughs> anyway, wow. okay. So geography. Also, so to bring that in, we haven't heard or seen anything about religion yet. No. And the you know trendy slang that we got good stars um yeah. is not very religious based and at least in today's climate and back in 2012 when this book first came out and for the last 400 years there has been an insane amount of religious wars between northern oh, yeah. Africa, the middle east parts of asia parts of europe it's just been everywhere yeah so, did we move past that in this future? I don't know. I yeah. mean, it's also not really mentioned in Harry Potter other than the fact that, like, they celebrate Christmas and Easter. Yeah, with no explanation as to why. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, a lot of countries are more secular these days, and then... A lot aren't. I, hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. It is, yeah. I would think, too, with the Eastern Commonwealth, we know that it includes 
such a wide range of backgrounds culturally. I um, bet that there's a map on the internet somewhere. Ooh, I bet there is. You should find it. Post it on the Insta. And I'm going to share it um, on our Instagram after this yeah. episode is posted. So in a couple weeks from now. Because um, yeah. I'm willing to bet that there's a map somewhere that gives us a better vision of what this looks like. So we are recording this episode in advance. So if you're looking for that picture on Instagram, it won't be up for another two weeks. Because I, I have to go yeah. home and away for a few days. So we're recording in advance. No, but Bethany, but they won't know that it wasn't up for two weeks because to them it's two weeks in the future already. Oh gosh, that's true. <laughs> so if I joined Instagram and looked for it tonight, I oh, wouldn't like it. <laughs> the listeners yes, are so, in this magical future land. Yes, so in the magical future. Uh, hey, did we fix uh, global warming yet? How's the world doing? <laughs> At least in Cinder's world, we are. We are way off topic. Um, Have I washed all the peanut butter off my children yet? (laughs) Um. So, anyways. Yeah. Okay. Tokyo, Japan, and the Eastern Commonwealth is vast. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge and diverse because we have India, we have Singapore, we have. Malaysia, Malaysia, Japan, probably parts of Russia. I mean, yeah, and at least see someone with a name that is Eastern European, Dimitri Uh Erland. Um, Uh And no one seems surprised by him being around or having an accent or anything. So, Uh yeah, it's, wow. And Ty is only 18 and a half, and he's about to be in charge of all of this. That's bonkers. Yeah. Like, what a babe. He's so young. <laughs> He's a baby. When I was 18 and a half, I did not have my life together enough to be running an empire. Not just okay. a country. This is, if we're to, if, if I'm imagining this correctly, China itself is actually the same size as the United States. If you look at it on a map. Right, so, yeah. This 18 and a half year old child uh-huh. is about to be in charge of a kingdom larger than the United States of America. That is okay. Amazing. And then also, like population wise, I mean, this is hundreds of years in the future. Population shift. You know, we've had wars, we've had plagues. But, but currently, currently, India and China have kind yeah. of been battling for the highest population for the last, like, several years. And, and supposedly, supposedly by 2020, they're going to have the same, po- or India is actually going to surpass China in population. So the two most populated countries in the world are now in the same empire. This place is ginormous. Thank Why you. does it have a prime minister? Uh, like, how is their government set up? Is their parliament? Is that I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We're not giving this. Anyway. I just it's just it's I have never read these books with such a fine tooth comb before, and so I'm noticing yeah. things all the time. And yes, Kai was raised as the crown prince, which means he's been studying you know diplomacy and things like that his whole life. But uh-huh. 
this is this is a lot for anyone, let alone an 18 and a half year old kid. It's huge. And yeah, with it's, his dad being in the third stages, it sounds like he's about to be in charge. Well, yeah, we find out in the last chapter, I mean, Cinder says that this plague only takes days. Yeah. To, to so if he's already in the third it. stages. Yeah, he doesn't have time. Um, okay. Anyway, chapter seven. Yes. We've got the doctor. We're in his lab. He's kind of strange. I don't know what's going on. This test subject is apparently not what he's looking for. We don't know why. The assistant does not seem to approve. No, she doesn't. And he doesn't. This he, I, is this sexist that he's like really insecure about his height and he like makes her sit down. Oh yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I'm quite small. I'm only like five one and a half, and so <laughs> I'm never in a situation. I very rarely am I in a situation where I'm taller than anyone. Like very rarely, and. The thought to me of a man being so short that he's intimidated by the height of a woman is just insane. And I say this with all of my sisters being incredibly tall. My tallest sister is like 5'11". Yeah, I'm only like 5'5". I say that I'm 5'6". But I remember when I was a kid, I've been this height forever. So like I did all my growing when I was quite young and then I like leveled out at this height in sixth grade. So I remember being the giant and all the other kids were like itty bitty and I was, you know, five, five and it's quite uncomfortable being taller than the boys. So So I would think that it would go the other way too. I am literally the shortest person in my family, including my cousin's 12-year-old daughter, uh-huh. who is like 5'4", based on pictures that I've seen of her. Uh, and the last time I met her, she was 10, and she was like up to my eyebrows, but I know she's way past that now. So yeah. I like it's very rare that I'm not the shortest person in the room, but like I said, my sisters are all quite tall. My mother's relatively uh-huh. tall. Um I know my sister is technically like an inch and a half taller than her boyfriend and she gets bummed that she can't wear heels sometimes. Uh Um, Shout out to Lindsay and Randy. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just find it so interesting how intimidated he is by, it says four inches, which I guess sounds like a lot, right? Yeah, that's pretty significant. Um, Because you're, you said you're five, five, so you're about four inches taller than I am. Yeah. And you're itty bitty. <laughs> I am. But I, like I yeah. said, I know people that are shorter. I have a friend, Megan, hi, if you're listening, who's like 4'11". So, I mean, yeah. there are people shorter. It's just very oh, rare that sure. not the shortest person in the room. Yeah, I think, though, the intimidation factor, I think probably the whole gender system <laughs> um, probably does have quite a bit to do with it though because I would not necessarily feel intimidated by somebody four inches taller than me I have plenty of friends in my life who are well into the six feet you know and taller range um I don't feel intimidated I feel envious because like I said I'm the shortest person in my family I mean right um, I think I think think it's probably 
I think my sister Ivy is the second shortest, and I'm pretty sure she's like five six or five seven. So uh-huh. a pretty big jump. It is, yeah. One to five seven, and then like I said, like my mom and my sister Samantha are like five nine. My aunt is like five nine. My cousins are like five eight, five nine. Uh-huh. My sister Lindsay is five eleven. She's she's you know almost as tall as my husband for crying out loud. She likes oh. to that she's my big little sister because she's so tall she can actually pick me up. Your husband's like nine feet tall. No, no, no. He's only like six two. Really? Yeah. He just looks ginormous because I'm short. I thought he was like at least six five. No, 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 no. He's only like six two. The boots add okay. another inch or two, but but okay. this, is, this is the thing though. Like when someone is that much shorter, because I'm you know a foot shorter than him. When uh-huh. we stand next to each other, it's very significant, and so it makes him seem quite a bit taller. It makes me seem quite a bit shorter. I should pull out those pictures of you guys dancing at the Yule Ball. That would be fun. I was wearing heels that night. You were. We should put those yeah. on the Insta so people can see. <laughs> but they anyway. were nerds. But yeah, she's, she's taller than him, and he's very insecure about it. I think that it's a combination of things, though. Her being female, her being well, young. She's his... She, he is her superior. She's his assistant, and apparently only on Mondays she's yeah. his assistant. So That's she's not weird. even, like, his daily assistant. He can't even be bothered to remember her name. Yeah. So obviously she's, you know, inferior to a certain extent. Yeah. So maybe he just wants to, I don't know, maybe he wants to feel like he's in charge. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say at this point, but... Yeah. So anyways, I want to ask about this. Okay. We found out this guy, this male test subject is only 6.4%. We find out that it's just his foot and his thigh. Uh The last couple chapters ago, Cinder talked about the reason for the draft is because cyborgs had been given a second chance at life Uh to society. It doesn't sound like this was a life-saving surgery at all. 6% and it's no. just his foot. He didn't even need to have a cyborg, a bionic oh, oh. implant. He could have just had like a regular one. It says he spent his entire life savings on it, most likely. Why would he do that? So okay. why on earth is this, why on earth is he, is his debt to society his life when all he got was a foot that he like monetarily paid for. I do not understand this at all. And I also mean, though notably speaking, the difference between like a bionic foot and, you know, the prosthetics that we currently have in our own technology, obviously the bionic would be more um preferable and would have more abilities and things, but still it just seems insane to me that he yes. has spent so much money on it. Okay, and also, though, this was a work-related accident, they say. So why didn't his work comp insurance pay for this? Uh, they might not have very good work comp, like, Apparently. in the country. Or any because kind of health insurance. <gasps> it's elective. Okay. I wonder if it's an elective surgery. Well, I don't know. I think we still would have approved it. Yeah, but... But, but remember, handsome, okay. okay, 
let insight into the insurance world. Think about the investigative unit that Berkshire has. What yeah. if, for whatever reason, let's play devil's advocate. Let's pretend we're the insurers in this situation. Did yeah. he his foot because of his own, I don't know, ignorance or accident or, you know. But even so, we would pay for it. We would authorize that. I don't know. It definitely sounds like, because it says he probably spent his whole life saving on it. It says he was unemployed. Uh, I don't know. I it's, don't know either. I just can't, I don't, this is one of those things about the whole cyborg thing where we talked before about a draft yeah. and having a reminder that they're less than people. And like we said, in, I know we talked about before, you know, how Cinder tries to hide her bionic remedies, uh -huh. uh -huh. but we talked about like, oh, well, if they don't have a lot to hide, then that must be easy. This man, I mean, even Dr. Erland couldn't see it because of the skin grafting, and right. it's only 6.4%, and apparently that 6%, that foot, is enough yeah. to... I, I don't understand this. I don't yeah. know. I don't get it. And this is where I use the word victim. Yeah. Which yeah. Dr. Erland also doesn't seem to like this draft system. No, he seems very uncomfortable with it. At least yeah. what at least what we're given in this particular chapter, he seems very uncomfortable with it. Yeah. And the assistant is completely unfazed. She says it's better than testing on people. So even this yeah. man, he's only got six percent. It's just a prosthetic foot, and she still and doesn't consider people. Yeah, isn't so that crazy? If he didn't, if he didn't have this cyborg foot if he just was missing a foot and didn't have like this cyborg type of prosthetic then would he be human so here's my question from the sounds of it being cyborg not good no you're segregated against you're volunteered for yes. the draft people treat you like you're not a human being so why would he do in the medical profession like this assistant who you know, first do no harm should be her core mantra right. to see him as a person. Why on earth would anyone want to be a cyborg? I wouldn't want to. I'll just live without a oh. foot. Thanks. Give me some crutches. Right. You don't need a foot. It's like a pirate. I just, it sounds right? terrible. And he spent his whole life savings on it, and he's only 32. He probably spent this life savings, like, what, a year ago, two years ago? He's still unemployed. Yeah, I... I this is I crazy. Don't understand. I truly do not understand. This is a horrible, horrible reality for this this invention that should have been a medical marvel and used to save lives is instead used to segregate communities. Uh, but for whatever reason, Dr. Erlin says to give him the placebo. Yeah. But he's not sick. So, yeah. But Hmm. We're going to have fun with my accent again. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes, but if we don't give him anything, the treasury will wonder what we're doing down here. Now, give him a placebo and submit a report so, we can, so he can be on his way. So, okay. doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, it looks like the doctor not only doesn't like the draft, he, he's kind of shady. 
Yeah. Well, this is clear. This is not a double blind study. This is. No, he's like, no, get, get him the placebo. Why? Well, we're taking a bunch of money for the lab. They're going to want to know where it's going. Just give him right. the placebo. We'll see you in a minute. Like, yeah, he's kind of shady in this moment. Not he's necessarily. I mean, he's saving the life of a 32 year old single father, but. Sure. But. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. But then. Then here we have on the next page this weird hallucination. Yeah. Well, do you want to describe know. that to us? Do you have the page open? Yeah. So the assistant has this long, long braid in her hair. Um, it's it's right after he can't remember her name. She says, "Honestly, I've only been your assistant every Monday for the past four months." She turned her back on him, her long black braid whipping against her hip. Dr. Erlen's eyebrows drew together as he stared at the braid, watching as it wound itself up, curling in on itself, a shiny black snake rearing its head, hissing at him, ready to strike. So what? did he take the placebo? <laughs> okay. Also, before that, I should have, I don't know why I didn't notice this. I literally just noticed this. He's messing with her, right? Where? She gets really suspicious of him, and she goes, what are we doing down here? And he goes, uh, what's your name again? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he totally and deflects. She all upset and, and, you know, ugh, I'm your assistant every Monday, and, like, you know, walks away on a huff, and four months is a long time. Um, and yeah yeah i just wondered sorry that just occurred to me that he might have oh, just yeah. not to distract look a squirrel possibly i mean he definitely truly doesn't know her name but also like why would he ask yeah. in that moment right yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah but the hallucination thing what do you think it is as a first-time reader because obviously i'm gonna shut my mouth I have no stinking clue. I'm so confused by this. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's wrong with him. Well, he but mentions that. later that he's losing his mind, but as long as he chuckles yeah. about it, everyone's okay. I but don't know really what's happening. I really, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. Um, hopefully we figure it out later because Right now, I'm just like, what is the deal with that? Right. And it's just like this like one and a half little throwaway paragraph. And I'm sure people probably overlooked it the first time they read it. Possibly, yeah. So there's a girl. Yeah, there's a volunteer. And they don't get many volunteers anymore. A teenage girl, you say? Yeah, it's uh, been a while since we had one of those. Jesus, she... This is so funny. He's like, a teenage girl. Ooh. How? Yeah, <laughs> and then she's like, suspicious. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why she's are you? Not, she thinks he's a little perv. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. Um, uh, yeah, I don't we know. Find out that for whatever reason, statistically, there are more female cyborgs in the draft. Did you notice that? No, I did not. It says it isn't my fault that the draft keeps picking on females. Mm, okay. 
So yeah, for whatever reason, that. we're given the implication that statistically speaking, they're getting more females than males in this draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, so then, yeah, he really did forget her name because he has to ask a different person. Yeah. Um, but, but so then we go into this room where we find Cinder. And they're talking about how she doesn't have skin grafts and there's this high ratio. I really want to know what her ratio is. Yeah, um, and they're running diagnostics. We find out her birthday, but we already knew she was 16, but now we know she was born November 29th. There's no media hits for her, so she's not nearly as cool as Kai, obviously. <laughs> she doesn't even have, like, an old MySpace page floating around or anything. She's right, crazy. and we found out that Kai was born 7th of April, 108, um, and she was born the 29th of November, 109. So, despite the fact that they said she was 16 and Kai was, like, 17 and a half or 18 and a half or whatever, they're really not that far apart in age. No, yeah, a year and a half, just less than two years apart. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I will say I really like the way that they write the dates in these books. First of all, it's very genuine. America is the only one that writes month, day, year. Yeah. You just can't seem to get with the program. This is also how they write it in hospitals and military, so I'm very used yep. to it. I yep. prefer it <laughs> myself. <laughs> I think it's a way better system, but uh, I just wanted to, I wanted to point that out, that it's just one more tiny, tiny little detail that could have easily been overlooked, but she made sure that she included that it was correct. She's so good with the detail. I know. So great. So good. Um, so, yeah, we get her birthday. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. This is so interesting to me. She's got so she, she's fastened with metal bands. Yeah, she is strapped down to this. Yeah, she has been restrained. Yeah. Um, but she's not conscious yet. Right. Uh, uh, we find out she has a four grade nervous system and for some reason everyone is really impressed by this so even yeah. in like cyborgs her brain is pretty rad she is i mean obviously we already know that she's way more cyborg than this guy that we just met this 30 yes. year old man um but apparently she's says, way cyborg it says dr erland uh grunted um yes her ratio should be impressive but it's not the best quality is it and the assistant responds, not the exterior, maybe, but you should have seen her wiring. Auto control and four grade nervous system. He seems very impressed by this. And it also sounds like yeah. something either he's never seen before or hasn't seen often. For sure. Yeah, this does not seem common. Cinder, I mean, we know Cinder's special, obviously, the book's about her, but Cinder's special. Yeah. Um, it, much in the same way that Iko is special. Oh yeah. Oh, I miss Iko. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we get another um, we get another fairy tale reference here because uh, Dr. Erland holds the microphone across his desk. Wakey, wakey, sleeping beauty. Isn't that a cute little moment? I love it. I love how she just throws these things in, like the pumpkin car. Like the rat coming out of the pumpkin. 
Yes. Oh, so tiny. So, so tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Vicky, uh, sleeping beauty. Yeah. And technically, there is not... I don't think this is a spoiler. Technically, we know this is like a fairy tale adaptation series. You can guess by the names on the covers of the books what they're probably about. There is not a Sleeping Beauty one. So it's interesting that she tossed this in here. I wonder if she was considering a Sleeping Beauty one when she first wrote this book or if she just thought it would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, when she comes on the podcast, we'll have to ask her. Right, of course. <laughs> as soon as we get that <laughs> that long awaited right. interview. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so anyway. Um, so then the the assistant, Satine, comes back in. And uh, glad you found one to suit your taste. She's throwing some shade here. She definitely is just, I think that she thinks that he's a little creepy with these teenage girls. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote in my note, his, his assistant thinks he's a perv. Yeah. yeah. And he, you know, he says that it's, that she's young and healthy, but she sneers at him. Yeah. She's like, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. there's this, this fun... If, if 32 is old and decrepit, what does that make you, old man? Very valuable yeah. in the antique markets. Yes. Yeah. A so valuable antique. And yes. that's it. That's I did it. mention that um, Assistant Lee, the gentleman assistant, um, uh-huh. said that she had a sister who came in. Uh-huh. He said sister, not sep, not yeah. sep sister. Um, that just made me happy. It does, yeah. So he definitely seems It's so to, small. It's small, but but it's it's he humanizes her that way. Yeah. Like he acknowledges that and he it's, had a sister. And it's in the same scene where we get another assistant who could not be more opposite. Why aren't we giving uh-huh. this man the drugs? He's not people, you know. Right. And yeah, yeah, almost angry that Dr. Erland is choosing to Uh not test on him, even though, you know, he specifies um, he has a child, a son. It says so right here. Like he seems to, he wants to, I don't know, reach out to the humanity in her and it's just not there. But to this Lee, this is, there's just these small implications that he's a much, more accepting person so maybe he's better in this job than she is less biased I'm so looking forward to finding out more I know I'm really upset that we have to stop reading this is (laughs) I know you're torturing me these books are so good it's just she does the suspense so well and like I said we're now we're really interested in who Dr. Erland is and what his background is and what his story is and why he is who he is and what this ratio thing is about. And, you know, five pages ago, we were in such anxiety and turmoil about what was going to happen to Cinder. And she's not even in this chapter, really. No. Yes. I mean, she's laying there sort of at the end, but. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. That's it. Did we have, uh, how about your egg hunt? Did we have there any eggs in this chapter? There are two. 
They're two. Yeah. Again, an egg hunt is just foreshadowing. It doesn't necessarily mean anything ginormous. Yes. Uh, but yeah, there's two in here. They're very. Your, uh, your notes say that. Your notes say one. Did you they find do, another? They do, but I just noticed a second one. There are okay. two. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. So we really are egg hunting. We're still finding yeah. them. We're still finding them, yes. Like I said, this is the first time I've ever read these books with such a fine-tooth comb. So I'm yes. finding more and more as I go. I'm sure I've probably missed a few, and I might miss even more, but yeah. Well, um, you know, we're going to be finding eggs all year. Did I tell you that I hid Easter eggs at the office? No. Why did I not get to work there for that? <laughs> that sounds I like so snuck in. I snuck in on the weekend. Nobody knows this, so hopefully nobody at work was listening to this and finds out that it was me because um, I didn't say anything. But I hid 288 eggs in the office. Just on our just floor? On the, just on the 12th floor. And I know for a fact they have not all been found yet. And oh. it is June. And they were just plastic eggs, right? Like there's not a horrible smell that no one can identify? No, yeah, no, they're plastic eggs. They do have, like, some of them have chocolate in them. Um, and then, like, little tattoos and pins. And How do you know for a fact things. they haven't been found? Do you go check sometimes? Uh, whatever. But like, most of the ones that haven't been found are in, like, the conference room. Oh, okay. Um, or, like, unused cubicles. Um, oh, this is so fun. There's one on top of the freezer in the little bowl full of pop tabs. Oh, my goodness. I'm so bummed I don't work there right now. This would be so much I don't fun. think they're ever going to all be found. I, oh, I'm so jealous of everyone who gets to find an egg. Anyone who's listening at Berkshire, I miss you. <laughs> I think, like, well, hopefully nobody's listening because I think only, like, three or four people know that it was me. Okay, well, anyone who is listening, I hope, is friendly. Um. Yes. So don't tell. If you're right. listening and you work with me or know people who do, please don't tell. I like my little Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, next time. Wait, wait, wait. I got a quote. I got quotes. Did you pick oh. a quote? Yeah, no. Oh, shoot. Give me a second. Um. <laughs> oh my goodness have you been watching jeopardy no i don't have cable i don't i it's not on cable i don't have anything other than like netflix or hulu but also i watch it on hulu i am a full-time student the only tv show i make time for is american ninja warrior and otherwise i do homework and this podcast uh. and that's it I do enjoy Ninja Warrior, but also, like, Jeopardy is on, like, you can get it with an antenna. But so I, you don't know about this whole, like, James Holtower and... I don't even know who that is. Oh, my gosh, he almost beat Ken Jennings' record. And then on Monday, this was the first episode that we missed of his run. Um, and it was the... And he lost. Oh, so if I had been watching, he would still be on. But we missed it because Jerry had physical therapy. Yeah. Anyway, I think my quote, people seemed to look and overlook an old man losing his mind if he occasionally made light of it. 
Yeah, he's kind of fun in this chapter, I think. He is kind of fun, and I want to know more about him. It's definitely a nice, like, teeny tiny introduction into him, and it definitely makes me want to learn more about him. Definitely. So my favorite quote is, very valuable in the antique market. Ah, yes, I almost picked that. (laughs) It's funny, I just love it. Like, she's sassy with him this whole time and that's just such a great like clap back from him <laughs> yes oh he's yeah so, he's great so oh, next oh, week chapter eight chapter eight just chapter eight um yes and remember to follow us on instagram and twitter and keep an eye out i'm going to do more live videos and we're also on facebook Yes. Uh, and we are at uh, Prince Kai Fan Pod everywhere, including at gmail.com. Yeah, so if you have any questions you want to send us, um, feel free to ask. As long as they're spoiler free, we'll be happy to answer them. Um, yes. Or comments or anything. We love feedback. We like talking and interacting yes. with you guys. Send um, us okay. all the things. Yes. And Great review and forget. subscribe. Yes, on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcaster. And remember, if you uh, if you leave us a review, we'll read it on the next episode, and we'll give you a shout out, just like our first reviewer, uh, Channery's Little Devil, on Instagram. So we go follow. Uh, that they're amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love it. So we will see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Bye. Bye. The passages read for you today are from Cinder by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guest was Rebecca Baker. Thank you for listening.